Hello and welcome to the podcast Culture Corner with Elaine and Gloria. I'm Gloria Khamkar, an academic from the Faculty of Media and Communication, and with me is Elaine Warriner, the Internal Communications Manager at Bournemouth University. Culture Corner is our dedicated podcast series featuring a wide range of topics related to culture, providing insights, discussions, and stories about various aspects of human culture. In this episode of Culture Corner with Elaine and Gloria, we're joined by the Reverend Ruth Wells from BU's Faith and Reflection team. Welcome, Ruth. Thanks. Ruth, you and I have worked together over the last year or two, and we sit in a few groups and committees together here at BU. But for anyone who hasn't yet discovered the Faith and Reflection team, could you give us a short overview of the team and what your role here is at BU? Of course. So um, I oversee a small team of faith advisors and chaplains who uh, come from different worldviews and faith perspectives. Um, Most of my team are part-time or volunteers and our role is to support staff and students of all faiths and none. Um, So we have an Islamic faith advisor, Sister Tama. We have Sue, who's our international chaplain. Gary is our Buddhist advisor. We have Rabbi Bent Zion, who's our Jewish advisor. David, who is our humanist advisor. And Ren, who's our newly appointed Quaker advisor. So we're around and about to support lots of different people from whatever worldview or perspective they come from. That's really so interesting. You know what, Ruth, my own initial understanding around the term faith was that it's related to Christian faith. It's probably my ignorance, but it is fantastic to hear about the breadth of religions and beliefs which you support. How do you work with international students in that sense? Yeah, so I think it's so beautiful that we get to work with people from all different places and contexts. And one of my favourite things is to sit down with international students and say, tell me a bit about what home means to you. Tell me something of your story. And as a Faith and Reflection team, we run something called Global Cafe, which happens every week during term time and is for international students. So it's a really great way of just meeting people, connecting with them, hearing something of their experience. So we get to hear loads of different things that are happening around the world just in Bournemouth. How beautiful. And the Faith and Reflection Centre is perhaps not in the easiest place to find on campus over in Talbot House. But when you get there, you always get a warm welcome. And you have some very comfy sofas as well. It's not about the furniture though, is it? What is your vision, ambition for the centre, Ruth? Yeah, so we have two spaces. We have a space in Bournemouth Gateway Building uh, in 401, which is kind of a prayer and contemplation space. But we have a really big space as well on Talbot Campus, the Faith and Reflection Centre, which I like to call a hidden gem because it's a bit of a rabbit warren to kind of find. But once you do get there, I think there's this idea of kind of being a pocket of peace. So we're conscious of the kind of busyness of university life and we want to offer the gift of just a space where... There's nothing demanded of you. Whatever you need, you can hopefully find some of that in the space. And um, it's really, for me, the kind of site of cultural exchange. Actually, lots of things happen when we bump alongside one another, just in kind of people coming in to use the Islamic prayer room or people coming in to make a drink or people coming in for a student-led faith society. And there's something about just being alongside one another day by day that means we begin to develop 
relationship and open up for conversation. And I might say in Ramadan, oh, tell me a bit about what's going on for you. What does it feel like to fast? What does it feel like to be praying when you're fasting? And actually, um, it develops my own faith and tradition and enriches me by being curious about other people. So there's lots of people kind of from different perspectives being alongside one another and I think from the outside people kind of think oh religious people are a kind of a homogenous group but actually there's lots of distinctives so our prayer room for example we have Sunni and Shia Muslims praying which doesn't ordinarily happen in all places so actually that's really interesting as an experience for those people and also we might have the Catholic Society and the Christian Union kind of doing different things and being curious about their own differences within Christian tradition. So we we are learning about the nuance of different cultural perspectives, different denominational perspectives, and people who have different worldviews and beliefs, all in a kind of muddy mix of coming alongside one another. Yeah, so this is why it's called faith and reflection. So basically having that sense of community really, isn't it, Elaine? And I think, as Ruth said, that kind of place where you can reflect or you could just be... You talked about so much the busyness of campus and how much is going on and and particularly at certain times of the academic year. We know for staff or students, they're really busy with other things in their lives and just having that place you could just be for a few moments, I think is really important. And I just want to pick up on what you spoke about kind of being curious about others. So last week you ran a human library event that I went along to over at the Arts University and um, I'd not been to one of these before. Wasn't quite sure what to expect, but found it a really lovely event. Really great to have that opportunity to talk to people. And I asked some quite interesting, deep questions. I had some really interesting conversations with people. Went back to the office and everyone said to me, oh, what was the event like? And I said, it was great. I got to be nosy about people in a safe space about something they had agreed to talk to me about. And I found it a really worthwhile experience. And I wondered what your reflections on the event were and how, how those involved in it found it went. Yeah, so I really wanted to do a human library event for a couple of years. And it's a kind of Danish idea that's 20 plus years old. So we thought, oh, this is a really good way to celebrate Interfaith Week, which is a week that happens uh, every November. And rather than pitting people against one another or having kind of combative conversations, we wanted to humanise people's experiences of faith. And so we came up with this human library idea where you could borrow someone and listen into their story and ask some questions and be nosy. Absolutely. I think a part of university life is people researching, they're, they're inquiring, aren't they? But actually that isn't just in the, the things that they're doing at an academic level. That's in the whole of life. Like university experience is about enrichment, it's about learning and it's learning from difference and being curious and being a bit nosy. But sometimes I think with religious belief, people are very tentative and we're frightened about asking questions in case we get it wrong. But actually giving people an experience with safe people who have agreed and we've set kind of boundaries and parameters to ask some deep questions, to really listen into someone's experience and to draw something from that for ourselves. Honestly, it was such a wholesome, lovely event and we had beautiful feedback from people. We'd love to do something similar again, I think. It was just everybody who kind of went to it and gave feedback said, oh, I just felt really uplifted 
it was a really positive experience. And I think in a world where there's lots of things going on that are difficult and, and tricky, actually having those moments of sitting side by side as human beings is really positive. And one of the conversations I had was around different festivals and different things that people celebrate. And that kind of made me wonder about what other festivities might there be that you think that we could get involved in or people could go and explore. We talk a lot about, I guess, some of the bigger well-known celebrations, Christmas, Hanukkah, Diwali. But what else could you recommend that we could explore and, and find out about? Yeah, so the Pagan Witchcraft Society are really interesting in that they have a whole pattern of things that happen throughout the year. And actually, some of the events that that student-led society are doing, I would hugely recommend kind of uh, listening into. So things like in the church calendar, we have Candlemas, which is around the same time as you have like Blue Monday. It's really interesting. These things coincide. And also there's traditions with kind of Pagan and Wicca around bringing in light at periods of kind of real darkness. So when we feel that kind of February blues thing where everyone's Christmas is over, we've come back in term, the the winter is kind of keeps going and there's hardly any sunlight. Actually, those kind of festivals where we think about bringing in light, I think they're really interesting. And I was thinking about the idea of festivals and actually within faith and worldview traditions, often there's things that aren't just for like one day. And sometimes we mark things for one day and we've ticked it off a list, but actually they can be wider than that. So Diwali is wider than just like one day. And um, in the Christian tradition, things like Advent, which... We kind of do because we have Advent calendars and we kind of tick it off. But actually in Christian tradition, Advent is a gift in that it's kind of stripping everything back. It's a time to be reflective, reflective about the year. It's about waiting. It's about anticipation. And in, I think, a world where everything is very fast paced and, and we want things immediately Taking a period of time to decompress, to strip stuff back, to be reflective, actually is good human practice, whatever your kind of belief. It doesn't necessarily have to be religious, but taking periods of time to really take stock of where we are, actually, that's the gift of some religious tradition, I think. That's really fascinating. Thank you. That's interesting, isn't it? And as you said, Ruth, that it's all about that lifestyle or experiencing that on a daily basis and not just celebrating something on that day. And we know that so many festivals around the world, really, in various different cultures and religions, they are also associated with nature and uh, seasonal changes, etc. So there is always some relevance to it. And it's good to gather together and celebrate and learn from each other uh, what you were saying. But there are clearly parts of the world enduring conflict and a religious intolerance or aggression, wars currently. And there has been a rise in hate crime, a religious intolerance around the country. It is difficult for many people. So what is there here at BU to support members of our university community who might be affected by what is going on? Is there anything else you think we could do to make a positive difference here at BU in the face of these conflicts? 
It's really difficult, isn't it? I think there's something about having a posture of openness to learning. I think very often people feel that they have to respond to things and be really well informed immediately. And actually, there's something about listening, about increasing awareness of knowledge, of asking people, how are you feeling? Just checking in with people as human beings. I think that's a really important thing that we can do as community, um, regardless of where we land on politics and all of those things, actually just saying, are you okay? How is your family? How are you doing I think as a faith and reflection team we have good connections with local faith communities so we can signpost people if they need support wider than we provide within our service we have good links with Subu student-led society so very often if a student comes in need we might say actually have you connected with this particular faith or worldview group because they might be a good peer support network so we can do a little bit of that kind of relationship connection Also, our advisors are people who will sit and listen in a non-judgmental way and very often will be experts in particular religious fields. So they'll be able to bring maybe theological reflection with people or maybe some increased local knowledge. So we have those kind of things. And I think there is something about that humanising, taking a step back, being willing to listen, being willing to learn and checking in with one another that is a responsibility of all of us when we're in community. Indeed, it is our responsibility for all of us, really. So, Ruth, we understand that if anyone here at BU does happen to experience harassment or, or some sort of discrimination, they can report to your team and there's support there that you can help them with. Could you just explain a little bit about that to us? Yeah, we're conscious that sometimes people don't know how to report, when to report, what they might report. So actually, we can provide support around reporting harassment and hate crime. So there are reporting tools online on the BU website that you can access and you can report microaggressions, you can report hate crime incidents. But sometimes we're conscious that people may need accompanying through that. That can be quite um, a difficult experience. So people on our team are willing to do that. We can do that um, protecting anonymity if that's something that's important for someone or just be the first port of call to have a conversation if that feels appropriate and for us to kind of outline this is the process, we're here to support you so that people don't feel on their own in doing some of that. Thank you. And that's such an important point, I feel, because if people don't report things that happen, the university can't take action and we can't improve and we can't make changes. And these processes are there to help people. But as you say, we might all need a bit of a helping hand sometimes. So, yeah, really good. And as you said, Elaine, yes, people do need to talk and report about it. But sometimes there can be some cultural barriers, some hesitation. And this is why what you said, Ruth, they can report anonymously is really good. So it's good to tell our listeners that you can contact Faith and Reflection team and talk in confidence and the team can guide them to report about it. So that's good to know, Ruth, that your team offers confidential and non-judgmental support and a listening ear, regardless of whether you have faith or not. But how do you approach anyone who may need your support but are hesitant or, uh, you know, nervous to approach you due to any cultural or any other barrier. How would you encourage such shy BU stars? 
That's a great question. I think there's something about visibility and relationship that's really important. So we try not to just be located in the Faith and Reflection Centre. We try and be out in the community so people kind of see us, get to know us. Um, Because I think it's much easier to approach someone when you've seen their friendly face and they smile at you and they might say good morning. And quite a lot of chaplaincy work is what I would say a ministry of presence or about accompaniment. It's about being alongside people, being visible. So um, sometimes we might have people accessing the Faith and Reflection Centre for months and I'll just say, good morning, would you like a cup of tea? And it may take a period of time until they say, well, can I just talk to you about something? And maybe they never will, but just even having a person there who's a friendly face is really reassuring. So there's something about relationship. There's something about being kind of regular human beings who experience what it's like to be part of this community alongside one another. And then I think there's things that we proactively do about relationship building. So things like Global Cafe, we're aware that sometimes for international students, particularly, they may not know how to navigate accessing wellbeing support, for example, because maybe that's not what their experience or what happens where they're from. So actually having people who will chat to them, make a cup of tea, sit alongside and can do that kind of work around. Did you know that there's these people that you could talk to beyond our service because we recognize that we're not counselors and um, we're not the well-being team so part of our role is definitely signposting but we also know that very often we're at the front face of maybe meeting some people that wouldn't ordinarily just access those services so there's lots about relationships there's lots about just having fun alongside one another that actually there's lots of joyful beautiful things in the world and very often in just sitting down and having some cake you might have really deep discussions about things that involve signposting and sometimes it's just isn't it lovely to be alive and I think yeah that's a really big part of what we do. It is lovely to be alive, isn't it, Elaine? <laughs> it definitely is. And it's been fabulous talking to you today, Ruth. And I think there's some real themes that you brought out around connection and curiosity and place and space that I think definitely worth going away and reflecting on and to think about. But aside from all the incredible work that you do in the Faith and Reflection team, we hear that you have some creative talents as a poet. And we wondered if you might have a short poem you'd like to share with us today. I have one prepared. Excellent. (laughs) It's like Blue Peter, isn't it? Um, So this is a piece about being loved. And I think a lot of my work, it sounds really twee, but actually is about safe space and and about people flourishing. And I think we flourish when we feel loved and we feel safe and comfortable. So this is called Be Loved, Beloved. To be loved without caveat or qualification, no hesitation or reticence. There isn't a trace, a smudge, even a faint pencil line of a looming comma, waiting, wavering on exclusion. Not loved but, or loved when, or loved if, just loved full stop. Loved fiercely, loved wholly, holy and divine, loved entirely and wildly, untamable, unmanicured, not stage managed or just for show, loved in ebb and flow, loved in the warmth of the dark and the starkness of light, loved without filters, bare bedhead beauty, loved with the lights on and the lights off, loved in the best of times and in the worst, uncoerced, unrehearsed, love fit to burst, love, loved. Be loved, beloved, be loved. On that beautiful loved note, we come to the end of this episode. It has been fantastic talking to you, Ruth. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me.
That was the Reverend Ruth Wells, Senior Chaplain at the Faith and Reflection Team at Bournemouth University. This podcast was produced by Dr. Gloria Khamkar and Elaine Warriner with support from Jason Hallett with technical production. And that's all for this episode. Thank you for listening.